أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedouzaman Said Nursi podcast series This is Mustafa Tuna You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections- rn.org As a reminder, inshallah, a rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon today will be posted at this website too. And that text is the um, last two subtle points of the treatise on Ramadan by Ustad Nursi. This is going to be the fourth episode and I'm hoping we will finish it. We will see. This treatise is a commentary on the verse Astaghfiru billah Shahr Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'anu hudan lin-nasi wa bayyinatin min al-huda wal-furqan It was in the month of Ramadan that the Quran was sent down as guidance for mankind clear messages giving guidance and distinguishing between right and wrong and this is from the 285th verse of the second chapter of the Quran Surah Al-Baqarah. Ustad Nursi in this treatise um, teaches us about the wisdoms in the fasting of the month of Ramadan and also other aspects of the month of uh, Ramadan such as the social aspects of this. Right, they you know we fast, and that fasting encourages us to charity. Fasting helps us understand uh, the the state of those who do not have the means. Or in the month of Ramadan, we come together and pray together, and so on and so forth. So we read through the um, first seven subtle points. Uh, Ustad Nursi calls each of the sections of this treatise a subtle point, nukta. We read through the first seven subtle points and inshallah we will now continue with the eighth subtle point. So, Bismillah. Ramazan-ı Şerif, insanın hayatı şahsiyesine baktığı cihetindeki çok hikmetlerinden bir hikmeti şudur ki, One of the many wisdoms of the noble Quran, uh, sorry, one of the many wisdoms of the noble Ramadan with regard to the personal life of a human being is this. İnsana en mühim bir ilaç nevinden maddi ve manevi bir perhizdir. So from the personal from the with regard to the personal life of the human being what is the benefit in the fasting of Ramadan or the Ramadan in general? What is the wisdom that we can identify in the Ramadan and you know all those all all the things that we do in Ramadan with regard to the improvement of our personal lives the material and metaphysical diet of fasting is a most important type of medicine so insana en mühim bir ilaç nevinden maddi ve manevi bir perhizdir so there is a diet there is a regimen that we enter into with the month of ramadan and this is a both a material and a metaphysical diet material that should be obvious we stop eating at uh, at um, dawn and we don't eat until dusk we don't eat we don't drink we don't do other things that in, in ingratiate the appetites of the lower soul but there's also a metaphysical aspect to this we try to keep our heart heart pure in this month satan's satan and its followers uh, who who trouble human beings are chained 
according to you know some narrations they are chained under the oceans so we are one-on-one -on -one with our lower souls we are safer from the whisperings of the satan so there's an opportunity to to uh, you know, take advantage of and we are also one-on-one -on -one with our lower souls this is an opportunity to witness to gauge where our lower soul is and in order to improve it we have an opportunity through this observation if it is into lying if it is into backbiting if it is into greed if it is into um, vainglory right so the the dust that is that that rises from the whisperings of the satans has settled and we have somewhat more clear vision of what is going on with ourselves and we are entering into this diet in which we are extra careful about observing the good character traits and avoiding the the what imam ghazali calls the muhlikat like the the destroyers destroying destructive character traits so it is a there is a diet there's a regimen new regimen going on in the month of ramadan that is like a medicine we all are sick our lower souls are all sick um the one of the closest students of the zaman ustad norsi Zubair Gunduzal, may, may God have mercy on both of their souls. One day goes to Ustad and Ustad Nursi and says, Oh Ustad, my lower soul, my nafs is really bad. So he may have been expecting a consolation about this, etc. And Ustad Nursi responds, Yes, yes, it is very bad. The lower soul is bad right that is the starting point and we all have these bad lower souls we all are sick we all need medicine and ramadan the fasting the diet the regimen of ramadan is an opportunity for healing so again insana en mühim bir ilaç nevinden maddi ve manevi bir perhizdir ve tıbben bir hamiyedir ki insanın nefsi yemek içmek hususunda keyfe mayeşa hareket ettikçe hem şahsın maddi hayatına tıbben zarar verdiği gibi hem helal haram demeyip rast gelen şeye saldırmak adeta manevi hayatını da zehirler. Daha kalbe ve ruha itaat etmek o nefse güç gelir. Serkeşhane dizginini eline alır. Daha insan ona binemez. O insana biner. The material and metaphysical diet of fasting is a most important type of medicine. It is a diet from a health point of view for the human being. When the lower soul of a human being acts as it wishes. So the lower soul, if you let it be, it will always go to what it desires here and now without, without the ability to think long term. It is absolutely short-sighted. It is just drawn to things. When the lower soul of the human being acts as it wishes, if you leave it alone, right, it is going to act as it wishes attacking everything without consideration for without consideration for what is lawfully permissible and what is prohibited as it were poisons one's metaphysical life in addition to the harm that that this causes in a person's material life from a health point of view so there is a harm from a health point of view uh, you know if you leave the lower soul alone if you put the lower soul in a grocery store and left it alone it's I mean, depends on the person, but it's going to go to the the the sugar sugary stuff, the chocolate, right? The fatty stuff. It will go to carbohydrates. It will go to uh, drinks that are really harmful for it. It will probably sample alcohol and then get addicted to it, and then you know go to alcohol, etc., etc. Right? And that is totally harmful to the body to the health that is why in you know countries like america there, there are these like epidemics of uh, uh, obesity cheap tasty food that ingratiates the lower soul 
you know it's easily accessible but it is harmful it is harmful to the body but but that's not all about it when the lower soul attacks everything without consideration for what is lawfully permissible and what is prohibited as it were that poisons one's metaphysical life too as a result so what what happens when the metaphysical life is poisoned what is the uh, symptoms of that poisoning as a result obeying the heart and the spirit becomes difficult for that lower soul we lose control over ourselves we don't want to lie but we keep finding ourselves lying we don't want we don't want to have envy but as we go about our lives if we find ourselves having a lot of envy the heart wants to know his its lord the spirit wants to be is drawn to its lord and it wants to you know get to the ultimate success in paradise the intellect you know wants to have control uh, according to reason but the lower soul becomes unruly it becomes unruly and takes its reins in its own hands so it is like a beast of burden uh, as as we are informed in you know, narrations of prophetic traditions too it becomes like a beast of burden it becomes unruly and not only that it takes its reins in its own hands i.e you don't have the reins in your hands any longer the human being cannot ride it any longer now you cannot detach yourself from it either you cannot just jump down and run away from this this beast of burden you are on it there is no way to go if you cannot ride it any longer there's only one conclusion to that it rides the human being the point of having this beast of burden is well to to be able to move around we cannot live we cannot move around in this material life without that beast of burden we need hunger because we need nutrition in order to survive hunger is the the, the messaging that tells us you need to eat now you need the nutrition to survive we need thirst because we we we need the the water to uh, you know, replenish our body right all of these are necessary all of these are necessary and therefore this beast of burden is a useful one it's a train that we would not be able to move without it on which we would not be able to move without it however if it takes reins in its own hands it rides us we cannot ride it so ramadan is a a, a medicine the, the the diet of fasting in ramadan is a medicine that helps us against this poisoning ramazan şerifte oruç vasıtasıyla bir nevi perhize alışır riyazete çalışır ve emir dinlemeyi öğrenir bir çare zayıf mideye de hazımdan evvel yemek yemek üzerine yem hazımdan evvel yemek yemek üzerine doldurmakla hastalıkları celbetmez ve emir vasıtasıyla helali terk ettiği cihetle haramdan çekinmek için akıl ve şeriattan gelen emri dinlemeye kabiliyet peyda eder hayat maneviyeyi bozmamaya çalışır in the noble ramadan the lower soul gets used to a type of diet a controlled diet it trains to achieve self-discipline and learns to follow command it does not attract sicknesses on the helpless stomach by filling it with more food before having digested the previously eaten food either so the the poor stomach takes a break by leaving what is lawfully permissible upon command it acquires an ability to follow the commands of the intellect and the sharia to abstain from what is lawfully prohibited so this is important during the month of ramadan when we fast we are leaving what is lawfully permissible 
is drinking water lawfully permissible halal yes of course it, it is you know halal it is mubah it is permissible is eating bread lawfully permissible yes of course you know as long as there is nothing added to it that would make it uh, lawfully prohibited or as long as it is earned with money that is deserved yeah it is all permissible but in the month of ramadan we are telling the lower soul well yes this is lawfully permissible but for for this month there is this command that god told us to stop eating and drinking and doing other things that ingratiate you from dawn to dusk you won't do it this is the command you'll follow it now it gets used to following command it's practice right by following the command for abstaining from what is lawfully permissible it acquires an ability to follow the commands of the intellect and the sharia to abstain from what is lawfully lawfully prohibited now why the intellect and the sharia well these are the two sources from which we derive uh, what is permissible and what is prohibited in in, in our lives sharia is probably easier to understand god says in the quran uh you know do not eat uh, do not eat pork do not eat the flesh of animals that you know that die on their own or are are uh, devoured by wild beasts killed by wild beasts and we don't eat it god says in the quran do not drink wine and do, from you know that we we conclude that all things that are intoxicating right we don't drink them we don't drink intoxicant uh, beverages that's from the sharia but the intellect too and of course we need the intellect to understand the the, the sharia too right the conclusion of you know say that uh, beer being intoxicant is you know we process that with the intellect and the senses etc but also also um don't put your hand in fire is this in the sharia i mean if you think deeply about it yeah you know, we, we this this body is a trust entrusted to us it is not given to us to own it's not given to us as property uh, therefore we need to preserve it protect it etc but even if it were not for that there is a ruling that we derive from the intellect or with the intellect from our experiences that tells us do not put your hand in the fire because if you do so it will hurt be careful with the sharp knife because if you are not it will cut right so all of these are commands the thing is because it is short-sighted even when the intellect shows the lower soul what is to come at the end it won't listen it will be unruly you know eating sugar eating a lot of sugar eating a lot of um refined flour eating a lot of fatty food eating a lot of junk food right now if you think of it this is not prohibited it may be discouraged but it's not prohibited according to sharia however the intellect prohibits it so there are two layers of prohibition that we need to look into when we evaluate what we do and what we do not do and in both cases we need to resist the the urging the pulling and pushing the nudging of the lower soul because it will always always pull us in the wrong direction we need to be able to pull back in the other direction we need to get it used to so remember the beast of burden we need to get the reins in our hands and we need to get it used to following command we need to get it used to going right when we want to go right going straight when we go want to go straight to turn around when we wanted to turn around 
it becomes unruly if it is not trained it constantly needs to be trained and the fasting in ramadan is a perfect opportunity for that hem insanın ekseriyeti mutlakası açlığa çok defa müptela olur sabır ve tahammül için bir idman veren açlık riyazete muhtaçtır ramazan şeritteki oruç 15 saat, sahursuz ise 24 saat devam eden bir müddeti açlığa sabır ve tahammül ve bir riyazettir ve bir idmandır. Demek beşerin musibetini ikileştiren sabırsızlığın ve tahammülsüzlüğün bir ilacı da oruçtur. Furthermore, the absolute majority of people become afflicted with hunger frequently. Now for some people, uh, probably including the uh, you know some among the listeners of this podcast who have access to electronic devices and the internet to listen to a uh, recorded lesson recorded reflection uh, like this right this may sound far right the absolute majority of people become afflicted with hunger frequently that I have this computer on which I'm recording, that I have this microphone that I'm using to record, etc. All mean that, you know, I am, alhamdulillah, praise be to Lord and, you know, gratitude be to, to, to, to my Lord that I am given, given lots of opportunities and I do not face hunger every once in a while in my life. But, but we should keep in mind that there are still many people around the world who are facing hunger, who are living under the poverty line, the poverty level. And if you think that Ustad Nusi was writing in the early 20th century, you know, after First World War, before the Second World War, before uh, modern technology had made food more available right now in the world we produce more food than uh, what would be enough to feed everybody every human being uh, sufficiently but because of the problems of distribution and income equality and so on and so forth that is not happening that's a different question but at that time the amount of food production in the world was not at this level either so hunger Famine was something that visited most people throughout history. And Ustad Nursi is, you know, building on this observation. And unfortunately, if it goes like this, we might, you know, come to that point again. So there, there may be a small interlude between, let's say, the Second World War and whenever that may God protect that that you know further calamity may uh, visit humanity uh, when the maybe the not the absolute majority of people were afflicted with hunger but still a third a fourth every year frequently people are afflicted with hunger we need to keep that in mind we need to understand that we need we need to try to help them out and we also need to be grateful for the blessings that that we are surrounded with the absolute majority of people become afflicted with hunger frequently so what happens when you're afflicted with hunger they need practice and training through hunger in order to improve their patience and forbearance not when hunger visits them but before hunger visits them they need practice and training through hunger in order to improve their patience and forbearance. What does patience and forbearance do? We'll see. The fasting in the noble Ramadan is a training, a practice, and a 15-hour period of patience and forbearance, or even 24 hours if one skips the pre-down meal too, suhur, the, the meal that we eat before, uh, before down. In that case, one of the medicines for impatience and lack of forbearance, which double calamity is for the human beings, is fasting. So this is what impatience and lack of forbearance do. It doubles the calamity. There is one calamity, which is hunger itself. The, the pangs of hunger, the feebleness, the weakness, etc., etc. 
that is you know troubling that is that's a tribulation that's a pain but there is also a second pain that is that arises from not being able to have patience and forbearance in the face of this people who are used to used to eating little right there are, there are people who the bad ones who live in the desert uh you know who who who don't have you know three courses uh, three meals a day with three courses in each meal but they survive on some goat um, goat milk and perhaps some you know ground maize not even corn and their bodies get used to it the body gets used to this and you know there, there, there i'm sure there are lots of details to this and medical explanations etc but you know one one aspect of this for instance is that the insulin level the insulin threshold the insulin uh, threshold that regulates our hunger so that message that we get from our body that that in, in we feel in our like muscles and brain etc when we need to eat right that is regulated by the insulin threshold and people who accustom themselves to eating little right have a um, have a, a, a threshold that is not going to kick in immediately but if your threshold is you know messed up you'll eat and two hours later you will you will feel that you need to eat again so one aspect of it is the real hunger the real pangs of hunger and the pain that comes from it but what doubles that is the impatience and lack of forbearance the lack of training of the body so if this is something that is that god god has ordained as a tribulation for for humanity what makes sense is to be ready for it to prepare ourselves for it hem o mide fabrikasının çok hademeleri var hem onunla alakadar çok cihazat insaniye var nefis eğer muvakkat bir ayın gündüz zamanında tatili eşgal etmezse o fabrikanın hademelerinin ve o cihazatın hususi ibadetlerini onlara unutturur. Kendisiyle meşgul eder. Tahakkümü altına alır. Tahakkümü altında bırakır. O sahir cihazat-ı insaniyeyi de o manevi fabrika çarklarının gürültüsü ve dumanlarıyla müşevveş eder. Nazarı dikkatlerini daima kendine, kendine celbeder. Ulvi vazifelerini muvakkaten unutturur. Ondandır ki eskiden beri çok ehli velayet, tekamül için riyazete, az yemek ve içmeye kendilerini alıştırmışlar. Furthermore, we are still continuing with the wisdom's benefits of the fasting in the noble Ramadan with regard to the personal life of a human being. Furthermore, the stomach factory, here is is likening the stomach to a factory that receives raw material, processes it and, and produces something. The stomach factory, and you can think of this as the entire digestive system too. The stomach factory has many servants, and many of the human equipments relate to it. So many servants, what are they? Well, depending on the situation, the hands may be a servant for the stomach factory because you need to take the food from the plate and put it in your mouth. Or the tongue, right? It helps you, uh, you know, with chewing the teeth, the, the, the saliva, the glands that produce the saliva. Right, and then there are many human equipments that relate to to to it. Uh, your your intellect does not work well if it is if you have eaten too much or too little, for instance. So there is a connection between what you eat and don't eat, and how much you eat, uh, and your your memory, your intellect, the the health of your heart. Right, the stomach factory has many servants, and many of the human equipments relate to it. If the lower soul does not take a break during daytime temporarily for a month, i.e. if you don't fast during the month of Ramadan, it makes the servants of the lower soul, makes the servants of that factory and those equipments forget about their specific forms of worship. Now this is important. Each and every one of those equipments, each and every one of those um, um, servants 
have in addition to their connection with the stomach and their cooperation with the stomach and their service to the stomach they have their own individual independent forms of worship and they need to attend to those too but if the lower soul does not take a break during daytime temporarily for a month it makes the servants of that factory and those equipments forget about their specific forms of worship occupying them with itself all the time and subordinating them to its despotic rule let's take the tongue in addition to helping us talk speak um, articulate articulate words which is you know really useful when you are in a you, when you engage in remembrance vicar of god you say la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah you can say that silently in your heart but can you say la ilaha illallah when your mouth is full and you are chewing and eating you can't so the tongue is either occupied with chewing or it is occupied with saying la ilaha illallah now another aspect of the this you know the, the tongue also has lots of taste buds and that relates to eating yes but the taste buds are not essential to nutrition you can receive nutrition with a you know may, maybe not have to you know suffer something like that but theoretically speaking you, you can put a tube through your throat and pour the nutrition through the tube and get it to your stomach and you will you will receive the nutrition so the taste is not essential to receiving nutrition putting nutrition into your body now it it, I mean, it has an aspect that encourages the lower soul ingratiates the lower soul and the lower soul therefore pursues food right but it needs to be used in the way it is intended not to not to be abused right it needs not to be abused when we abuse it we keep eating sugar and fat sugar and fat sugar and fat so that's an abuse and when the lower soul is not given a break is not shown its place it's going to get the reins in its hands and it's going to prevent the tongue from doing the worship that relates to taste so what is that worship that relates to taste one it, it fulfills its duty right its duty is to encourage the uh, lower soul to pursue food so that's that's good so it, it, it is this um, interface between the outer world and our lower soul through which the lower soul recognizes and is drawn to various tastes or uh, repelled by, by by various tastes so that's good that's a duty but that duty as we said needs to be fulfilled in the proper way that it is intended for not for you know losing control and running after everything that is you know sugary and sweet second there is a pleasure there's delight in the taste and that pleasure and delight in and of itself is a cause for and a form of gratitude now gratitude has a direction we direct we, we, we direct our gratitude to somebody or something right if that that pleasure that delight and the gratitude that it produces is not directed to the one who is giving the pleasure and the nutrition the provider the merciful our lord then the tongue is not fulfilling its uh, responsibility its duty of gratitude that is connected with that taste but the lower soul does not want to think about it it only wants to think about the food itself it wants to live in the box of the material world that we are in it it, it, it is short-sighted it cannot see beyond the taste itself it cannot see beyond the matter itself it cannot reach the vast beautiful profound deep and more real metaphysical realm that surrounds all this materiality that we live in right so the lower soul occupies them with itself all the time subordinates them to its despotic rule and it makes them those you know servants of the stomach factory and the other equipments that are related to this whole process it makes them forget about their specific forms of worship 
it leads other human equipments to a disorderly state so even even if it you know some of those equipments are not related to the stomach right well this this whole process and the despotism of the lower soul can lead everything into a disorderly state with the noise and smoke rising from the gears of that metaphysical factory too Ro noise and smoke so you are confused you're puzzled it leads you to put your intellect to puzzlement the intellect you know the lower soul does not have the patience and forbearance endurance to to you know last for another couple of hours before food is ready and the intellect therefore gets confused and is not able to do its job of uh, you know straining the lower soul and the lower soul gets really angry it does not know what it is angry about right it is perhaps it's angry about not getting the food in time but it doesn't matter once it's filled with anger that's going to be directed wherever you know when people are angry uh, when, when people are hungry they tend to be angry well in the month of ramadan you take a break you train yourself you'll get to learn to control that it leads other human equipments to a disorderly state with the noise and smoke rising from the gears of that metaphysical factory too it continuously draws their attention to itself it temporarily makes them forget their lofty duties i mean not all the time right it's going to be full and then there'll be a uh, you know break in between the time that you ate and you're hungry again and perhaps in that time you will be able to reconnect with your intellect and heart for a for a while but that's going to be temporary so the every once in a while the lower soul will confuse them will puzzle them draw their attention to itself and make them forget their lofty duties and those duties are lofty if this the, the tongue is tasting in order to assist the stomach um, another aspect of this could be like you taste and if it is poisonous you pull it out if it is if it is not something good for you you smell and taste and you get to know sometimes not all the time <clears throat> right but that's a duty right so if the the tongue or the nose are doing this in order to assist in this divinely ordained divinely appointed responsibility then it's a lofty duty if they are tasting and the taste is leading them to produce gratitude in in in our heart and spirit then that's a lofty duty but the lower soul can make it forget this is why the aspirants of aspirants of sainthood have long accustomed themselves to self-discipline and to eating and drinking little in order to progress toward perfection you know the, the perfection is attained by purifying the soul by you know cleansing the heart trying to to to attain a sound heart by purifying the spirit and getting it used to familiarizing it with subtle lofty realities by making the intellect be the commander of this you know whole machinery that the human being is and so on and so forth but if the lower soul is in command that's not going to happen and you won't be able to achieve perfection you won't be able to progress toward perfection right it doesn't it doesn't have to we, we don't have to all get to the end point but we all have to be on that path because if you are not on the path of progressing toward perfection what that in 99 percent of the cases means is that the lower soul has taken the reins in its hands and there's only one way that it's going to pull us to and that is down fakat ramazan-ı şerif orucuyla o fabrikanın hademeleri anlarlar ki sırf o fabrika için yaratılmamışlar vesair cihazat o fabrikanın süfli eğlencelerine bedel ramazan-ı şerifte meleki ve ruhani eğlencelerde telezzüz ederler nazarlarını onlara dikerler onun içindir ki ramazan-ı şerifte müminler derecatına göre ayrı ayrı nurlara feyizlere manevi sürurlara mazhar oluyorlar kalp ve ruh akıl sır gibi letaifin o mübarek ayda oruç vasıtasıyla çok terakkiyat ve tefeyyüzleri vardır midenin ağlamasına rağmen onlar masumane gülüyorlar 
However, through the fasting of the noble Ramadan, so the lower soul will want to pull us down. However, through the fasting of the noble Ramadan, the servants of that factory understand that they have not been created for that factory alone. So this is something that they need to recognize. Brought, this is something that needs to be brought to their attention you know, constantly because otherwise the lower soul will pull them. But with the fasting of the noble Ramadan, when the lower soul is you know, tied up, it, it cannot pull them, right? It's, it is acting under command. It is abstaining even from what is otherwise permissible, right? The servants of that factory understand that they have not been created for that factory alone. In lieu of the lowly, in place of lowly entertainments of that factory, other equipments, delight in angelic and spiritual entertainments during the noble Ramadan. Now that the noise has gone silent and the dust and smoke has settled, the other equipments, the heart, the secret, the intellect, right? They all have an opportunity to, to you know, stop and take a break, calm down and focus and contemplate and enjoy delight in the angelic and spiritual entertainments during the noble ramadan they can now have their eyes on those spiritual entertainments they have their eyes on those spiritual entertainments their attention is not constantly taken away this is why the believers are each graced with different lights effusions and metaphysical joys according to their degrees during the noble Ramadan. I mean, think of it, Ramadan is a difficult time for the, the, the practicing Muslim, down to dusk, right? Right now, uh, where I am, the uh, down is around 5 a.m. and dusk is about 8 a.m. I mean, um, 8 p.m. That is exactly 15 hours. Not eating and drinking for 15 hours is not an easy thing. I mean, you get used to it. It gets easier and easier, but the, the body also loses some of its energy. So it also gets, in another respect, it gets more difficult and more difficult as time goes by in the month. However, however, ask around people who truly believe and practice with that sound faith will tell you that they enjoy Ramadan. We all enjoy Ramadan. We all enjoy Ramadan. Why? Because the gates of mercy are open. And this, this helps us receive more of those lights, more of those effusions, more of those metaphysical joys. The, the more we cleanse our hearts, the more we feel that. So there is a joy. There is a joy that we all experience in this blessed month. And when it comes to an end, therefore we are saddened, right? This is why the believers are each graced with different lights, effusions, and metaphysical joys. And some of them you, you may not recognize, you may not notice, but it is there. It, it, it improves you and even if you do not recognize it has an impact on your life for the rest of the year too various faculties such as the heart the spirit and the secret the secret is that faculty that is secret right uh, in the heart that that truly knows god that recognize recognizes god Right? They all achieve much progress and receive much effusions through fasting in that blessed month, in the month of Ramadan. They laugh innocently, they smile, they are happy, even though the stomach is crying. All right, uh, we are moving to the ninth subtle point, inshallah. Ramazan Sherifin Oruju. Doğrudan doğruya nefsin mevhum rububiyetini kırmak ve aczini göstermekle 
ubudiyetini bildirmek cihetindeki hikmetlerinden bir hikmeti şudur ki, Nefis Rabbisini tanımak istemiyor, Firavunane kendi rububiyet istiyor. So one of the wisdoms of the fasting in the noble Ramadan, with regard to breaking the lower soul's supposed lordship, and making it recognize its worshipful slavehood, by exposing its impotence is this. The lower soul does not want to recognize its lord. It demands lordship for itself in a pharaonic way. So let me go back to this and try to um, open it up a little bit. There is a wisdom in the Novel Ramadan with regard to breaking the lower soul's supposed lordship. What is that supposed lordship? Mevhum, fancifully supposed lordship. The lower soul, for some reason, thinks that it is the owner. It owns itself. It owns what is under its hands. It thinks it can do as it wants, as it wishes. It thinks it possesses, you know, the, the, uh, um, you give it a pen, it thinks the pen belongs to it and nobody can take it from it. It doesn't recognize that, as we mentioned earlier in the fourth subtle point, it itself constantly needs to be nurtured. It itself is owned. It does not have control on itself. It exists because it is being sustained. If God were to withdraw his sustenance for a moment, it would simply disappear. Everything in existence, I mean, everything in the creation would simply disappear if God did not sustain them for a moment. Right? So the lower soul does not recognize any of this. It only sees itself and it sees itself really great and you know big. It's like Pharaoh. The Pharaoh who said, you know, Am I not your Lord? Who thought that it was a Lord of the people who lived in its in his land because somehow that land was associated with his name, he thought that all the food that was being produced in that land was his, and he was the one sustaining the people in there, and therefore they were all his property too. That's how the, the, the lower soul is. It's like a pharaoh. It does not recognize that it is a slave. You know, when the when the sea parts and the Pharaoh walks after Moses and then the sea closes up again, that is when, when, when death, the ultimate death has certainly arrived. That is only when Pharaoh recognizes that it is a slave or he is a slave and prostrates and, you know, starts to you know, trembling probably and says, I believe in the Lord of Moses, etc. Well, too late, but it should not, we should make sure that it's not too late for our lower souls. Every lower soul, unless trained, right, has this kernel in it, this kernel of ownership and appropriation and, uh, you know, seeing the self only and worshiping the self only self-centeredness right the lower soul has this supposed lordship and the fasting makes it recognize its worshipful slavehood how by exposing its impotence you're weak you're, you you you have no power to do anything you have no power to do anything you cannot as we mentioned before you cannot even uh, you know stretch out your hand to a cup of water in order to drink it if, if you are not commanded to do so, or if the prohibition is not lifted. Nefis Rabbisini tanımak istemiyor. So how do we understand this? Ustad Nursi will provide a beautiful uh, metaphor, a beautiful parable here, which 
I actually went ahead and mentioned before. Nefis Rabbisini tanımak istemiyor. Firavunane kendi rububiyet istiyor. Ne kadar azaplar çektirilse o damar onda kalır. Fakat açlıkla o damarı kırılır. İşte Ramazan-ı Şerif'teki oruç doğrudan doğruya nefsin firavunluk cephesine darbe vurur kırar. Aczini, zaafını, fakrını gösterir, abd olduğunu bildirir. The lower soul does not want to recognize its lord. If it recognizes, it won't be able to act as it wishes. So it it um, just suspends, suspends reason, buries its head in the sand, closes its eyes, closes its ears. The message is clear. Reality is clear. But it does not want to recognize its Lord. It demands lordship for itself in a pharaonic way. Now, this is the case for all, all lower souls. That means it is the case for the lower souls of believers too, right? We all suffer from this. This is, this is you know, one, one of the reasons why we are in this world, to struggle with it, to struggle with it and continuously or continually make choices, right? Uh, we, we continue to choose our Lord over our lower soul, which is an indication which which is our uh, proclamation of God is greater Allahu Akbar right always always God is greater God is greater than me wanting to eat God is greater than me wanting wanting to drink God is greater than me wanting to this watch this movie while it is time to pray and you know I need to pray within half an hour or the time will be over so God is greater than everything but the lower soul has a vein a, a trait that does not want to recognize it that will do anything in order to keep its head under the sand in order not to see this that vein remains with it no matter how much it is tormented you can you cannot use punishment to get that vein out of it either with one exception yet hunger breaks that vein Hence, the fasting in the noble Ramadan deals a blow directly to the pharaonic aspect of the lower soul and breaks it. It exposes the lower soul's impotence, weakness and poverty and makes it know that it is a slave. So, you know, if you slapped, if you gave a slap on the face of the lower soul, it would get angry and try to fight you back. If you did other things, if you punished in other ways, it would get you know angrier and angrier. And although it would perhaps lose power in one respect, the anger itself would become a source of energy. And perhaps even to its own destruction, it would keep attacking you. It would not break down, right? But hunger breaks that vein because now hunger is coming from inside. It is weakening its exposing its impotence its weakness its poverty its neediness right all of these are exposing now we, we can talk about this a bit more but it's not nursing here, here provides a really beautiful uh, parable we should read that first hadisin rivayetlerinde vardır ki cenab-ı hak nefse demiş ki ben neyim sen nesin nefis demiş ben benim sen sensin azap vermiş cehenneme atmış yine sormuş yine demiş ene ene ente ente Hangi nevi azabı vermiş? Enaniyetten vazgeçmemiş. Sonra açlıkla azap vermiş. Yani aç bırakmış. Yine sormuş. Men ene ve me ente. Nefis demiş. Ente Rabbi Rahim, Ente Rabbi Rahim Ve ene abduk el aciz. Yani sen benim Rabbi Rahimimsin. Ben senin aciz bir abdinim. So it is mentioned in the narrations of prophetic traditions that the sublime real God has asked the lower soul what am I? What are you? The lower soul has responded, I am I, you are you. So God, he has tormented it. He has put it in hell and asked again. Yet it has still responded, I am I, you are you. Whichever way he has tormented it, the lower soul has not abandoned its I-ness. Then 
God has tormented it with hunger. That is, he has left it hungry, then asked again, Who am I? What are you? The lower soul has responded, Anta Rabbiya Rahim, wa ana abduka al-ajis. That is, you are my merciful Lord. I am an impotent slave of yours. So this is mentioned in the narrations of prophetic traditions. That is, Ustad Nursi is not saying this is a prophetic tradition because it's a really, really uh, weak uh, hadith, really, really weak uh, prophetic tradition. But, uh, you know, scholars have, uh, you know, scholars of prophetic traditions and the usul, uh, the methodology of deriving uh, information from prophetic traditions, uh, have recognized that weak prophetic traditions can be used as a teaching, right, as a parable, as as uh, something to, uh, from which to, to, to derive an edification, not to pass judgments, not to, you know, not in jurisprudence, but in order to improve good character, right? So this uh, prophetic tradition is mentioned in a book called Durratul Wa'izin, um, and, you know, it's not an extremely reliable source, but one, Ustad Nursi does not say this is hadith. He says this is mentioned in the narrations of prophetic traditions. And second, even a prophetic tradition is very weak, it is okay to use it to improve good character. Okay, so sometimes there are objections to this. That's why I'm mentioning this. Uh, let's put that aside and then now let's focus on the narration itself. The sublime real has asked the lower soul, and before this, the sublime real, uh, in, in, in that narration, uh, God tells the intellect to turn to him. The intellect turns to him, and then he tells the intellect to turn away. The intellect turns away. So the intellect is obeying, following command. Then God tells the lower soul, turn to me. It doesn't. It doesn't listen. It doesn't obey. It, it just, you know, nothing, right? And then God asks, what am I? What are you? And you're like, who, who are you that, that you are not listening, right? The lower soul responds, I am I, you are you, leave me alone. Astaghfirullah, <laughs> may God forgive. So God torments it in various ways. He puts it in hellfire, then asks again. Yet it still responds, I am I, you are you. Whichever way he torments it, the lower soul does not abandon its inas, this you know, pharaoh-like self-centered notion of self. Then God torments it with hunger. Now what happens with hunger? The inner energy is disappearing. We are becoming feeble. It's, it's like a car, right? The, the, if, you, if you are driving a car onto a barrier, Right? The barrier may slow it down, but the car will still keep trying to push. Right? It you may you know hit a wall, but you can still you know, pump the gas and the you know or you can you know touch the car to a wall and, and you pump the gas. The car will try to go, keep trying and trying and trying and trying as long as you pump the gas. So the lower soul has this pumping gas that is being pumped, but if it runs out of gas. It comes to a stop so hunger is like running out of gas it brings the lower soul to a stop so therefore god torments it with hunger that is it he, he subjects it to hunger and now with hunger the lower soul recognize oh i don't own myself i cannot even lift my finger i cannot even do anything, right? I am, and, and I'm, I, I, and I need all these things. I'm so needy, and at the same time, I'm so weak. I'm so impotent, right? I need you, my Lord. So, God asks again, "Who am I? What are you?" And the lower soul responds, "Antarabbiya Rahim, you are my merciful Lord. It is, it is, it is." thanks to your mercy that I exist and I am being sustained. And I am 
an impotent slave of yours nothing else but at the same time this is the best thing that any any you know, created being can be an impotent slave of yours my impotence is like a hollow empty container the larger the container the more of your mercy i can fill in there so the human being is the most impotent among all creation so we are all impotent slaves of god and this ramadan this fasting in ramadan once again is an opportunity for us to recognize that we are impotent slaves of god may we come to that recognition and and and once we come to that recognition from there we can move on to lots of light lots of effusions as i said the the hollower the container is the deeper the vacuum in that container is the more room for mercy the more room in it the, the that is room for mercy inshallah allahumma salli wa sallim ala sayyidina muhammadin salatan takunu laka rida'an ولحقه أداء بعدد ثواب حروف القرآن في شهر رمضان وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم سبحانك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين آمين O God, send on our Master Muhammad your blessings and greetings of peace in a way that earns your contentment and fulfills his right to the right to the number of the rewards of the quran letters that are recited in the month of ramadan and on his family and companions so once again O god send on our master muhammad from whom or through whom we learned about ramadan and fasting and praying we learned about you you know anything that's worthwhile knowing we learned from him Send on our Master Muhammad your blessings and greetings of peace in a way that earns your contentment and fulfills his right to the number of the rewards of the Quran letters that are recited in the month of Ramadan and in every Ramadan and on his family and companions. Glory be to your Lord, the Lord of majesty above what they attribute to him. Peace be to those that who are sent as messengers and praise be to God, the Lord of the realms. This is, uh, you know, from the Quran, chapter 37, verses 182, 82. And that is how Ustad Nursi uh, ends uh, this treatise. However, there is also a note that he puts at the end. It says, İtizar, şu ikinci kısım 40 dakikada sürat, süratle yazılmasından, ben ve müsvedde yazan katip ikimiz de hasta olduğumuzdan, elbette içinde müşevveşiyet ve kusur bulunacaktır. Nazarı müsamaha ile bakmalarını ihvanlarımızdan bekleriz. Münasip gördüklerini tahsih edebilirler. Apology. Üstad Nursi says, Since this section, this second section was written quickly in 40 minutes and since I and the scribe who wrote the draft were both sick, it is bound to be somewhat disorganized and have some defects. And that shows in, uh, you know, while one tries to translate it, you, you cannot translate the disorganized text uh, as is so sometimes you know one has to the translator has to make some judgment to you know connect dots together and try to uh, make the sentences more um, coherent right so the the original does lack some coherence and that might just that may to some extent be reflecting on the translation too. But, Ustad Nursi says, we expect our brothers to give it the benefit of the doubt while reading. They can fix the parts that they think need to be fixed, which is uh, what I did while trying to translate. All right, this is the end of the treatise on Ramadan. Nine subtle points. Uh, inshallah, we have several more days of Ramadan. We should try to benefit from all of these subtle points 
try to recognize the impotence of our our lower soul try to recognize that god is our lord try to recognize that the central message of the quran and this being the month of the quran is monotheism try to build our relationship with our lord try to get closer draw closer to him that is the the the path of progress that is the path of perfection we you know perfection is the ultimate point we may never attain that but we can attain the level of perfection that is that is given as an opportunity to us that that that is that god has ordained for us if you don't try to get there then it is our then it's our failure it is our fault and we are faulty but it's a path a path that never ends right even in paradise there's always progress you know newer and newer manifestations self-disclosures of god right what matters is to be on that path and to utilize all our means to the maximum and ramadan the fasting in ramadan is an opportunity to give all those equipments all those faculties a boost to maximize their utilization we should try to achieve that inshallah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahu man alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al fatiha